This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. We have had, it feels like it's been forever. It does feel like it's been a really long time. We haven't recorded since um, the week before the last week of the year. So right. I haven't seen you in a bit. And right even now you're recording from Boca, live yeah, from Boca. I'm live from the Southern J Train Studios in Boca. Um, it is a happy new year to you. It's weird because I was like, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, I I, I forget that we taught, we have a weekly talk scheduled. Yes. <laughs> you know, so when we, we didn't do. talk, I'm like, wait, I haven't talked to Jordana in forever. Like I actually it, had that thought. Yeah, it felt it did feel like a long time. I was like, "What's going on with him? Where is he? He's in." I mean, you have have you been in New York or not really? I was so my flight on Christmas Day got canceled, and I ended up like so I was supposed to go to Boca before New Year's, and my flight on Christmas Day got canceled. So I just like hung out in the city all week, and then went to San Diego for New Year's, and that week between, and then so I decided to come to Boca after New Year's. So that's why I'm here now. But that week leading up to New Year's, it was like, I mean, I was, if I could admit something, I was. You can. I was in the dating app scene. Like, I was like, oh, I think I overdid it. I think I was like, I'm talking what does to that everyone. Mean? I, that's the thing I don't know. Like, I don't know what le- level of like, I don't know if the word guilt is correct. I, I, cause I don't, like, I was, I was actually thinking about it. I was like, Look, if in my maybe 10 years from now, when I'm married with kids uh, or whatever, I would look back at this time and be like, oh, that was where my single days I was just out on the town. But I, but all those times I went out with people, I was taking it seriously. I was thinking like, right. Could this be someone just hang out with in the future? Could every time I was on the dating app, I wasn't like on the dating app, like browsing for like my next you know my next conquest you know like you know yeah. like i i was on there and i i mean it should say to everyone when when you think like men aren't taking these things seriously and are just like roaming these apps like animals like w- w- we don't think we are but in looking back i guess i don't know maybe i'm rambling a little bit do you know what i mean well, did you, were you having were you having fun did you have fun I did enjoy myself. I had fun. Like I would do shows at the cellar and then like go out afterwards. I man, if you were at the Spaniard that week, I was there. I was I was like the mascot of the Spaniard, the old mascot, old timer in the corner. Did it feel like lower stakes the dating that you were doing or the dating that you were going on? Like because of like you said that kind of vibe of like the Indian summer kind of the, situation, <laughs> right? The 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 stakes did feel lower because people were just generally out. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, it, you know, this idea of like I have to be up early for work didn't really f- it, it always felt like a Thursday. It always felt like people could get right. by with what they had to do the next day, myself included. Like I didn't have much going on. I'd have to show the next day. I would want to work out. It was freezing cold. Like 
So there was a sense of like, we're going out, we'll see what happens. And it's not like, I, you know, there was no mention of a school night. If that makes right. some sense. There's no, I have to, you know, I have a, I have an early meeting. No one's got an early meeting the week between Christmas and New Year's. Right. And then I actually went on a date here in Boca and that it, it is, it felt kind of the opposite of that. And okay. I was thinking of like, you know, I went, I basically, I got a message that someone knew a friend of a friend and like, see you're in Boca. Let's go get drinks. And I was like, you know what? Why not? I didn't even like. I was like, let's just do this. And we went out and had a nice time, but there was an element of like, okay, what's next here? It wasn't like in the city. It's not a school night. Maybe you're out tomorrow. I'll be out tomorrow. This was like, what is our next move here? And it, 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 a part of it was seeing what like January 1st brings. Like, a, like it kind of changes the whole mentality of dating. January 1st, like I got to get myself together. I got, if I'm going out, I'm going out with purpose. It isn't just a, I'll be out. So if you're out, I'll be out. And then another part of it was like being in a suburban ish setting. And it's something that we don't, you know, maybe our new often, right. The New York city in us of like, you know, you or I could go meet out and get a drink and maybe go to the next place. You know, like you could go with Mike and go to the next bar from dinner. We were at this place like, and it was like, there was nowhere to go next. You're not bar hopping. No, we had two drinks and it was like, now what? And I was like, drive home. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, and and I was like, and I kind of had this moment at the end of the date where I did say to them, like, what do we do from here? Cause they're not from here. I'm not from here. We got drinks. We had a nice time. They were a very nice person. But I was like, and we did have this kind of little, not awkward, but like, what do we do next? And I kind of mentioned like, maybe we could go out Thursday because I'm around, but I got my parents and I got to go to dinner with them and I got to go fly away on Thursday. No, Wednesday. I got to fly away on Thursday morning. So like, it's like, I guess we didn't wow each other, (laughs) you know, like sounds like you now know what it's like to date as like a divorced suburban dad. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. It, it was very that because it, it and it was like, you know what else it was? And I think this happens on dates a lot. It's like two people looking for the other person to lead them. OK. And to say what this where this is going or what this is. Right. Somebody drive the bus. I don't want right. to. And both of us didn't want to. Like well, I wanted to be like. Does anyone d- ever say that explicitly, though? Never, never. But so, but I think that's what like the bar hop helps happen. Right. You know, like instead of like, cause we did, we both did two and drinking is a part of this, but we both did two drinks and it was like places closing up and they had a car there and I'm getting an Uber and they're like, do you need a ride? I was like, I'm not making you drive me a half hour away. (laughs) Like, well, even just the, the idea of driving to a date already sets it up, I think to be less like, fun potential or like I, the, the, the i i don't want to sound like i mean i was immediately disappointed to have a great time i know I, <laughs> I was immediately disappointed i i she said she drove and i was like oh like I, I, and i mean disappointed in the like this this is this makes this date this there's not gonna Do be you, a drunk make out yeah i'm not gonna make out with you before as the valet brings your car over right. your mom's car over like i don't know it just it sets a tone it sets a tone yeah. that like and you know this all this is why this podcast i think is like 
loved by people and why I love talking to you on it. Cause like, this is uncomfortable to say. Like it yeah. is like, I, like it's uncomfortable to be like, like I could never it, like, Oh, I'm driving. Cancel it. I don't even want to go. Right. You know, like, well, it's also like, where do we, and this is something I think when you're younger, it's easier just to avoid those conversations. But the older you're getting, the older you are and the more you're dating intentionally, like you said, the more it's mm. like, all right, well, we're on this date. I'm in, well, I'm in Boca and you're here on like what? And then what? We had that. That's the exact conversation that happened and, and brought up, I think it was showing a little bit of how I've matured or that I am right. intentional because they were like, well, if you're not looking for something serious, like that, I'd just like to know that. And I'm like, I am. I, but, you know, but then it's like, but, I guess I don't know, you know, from this hour and a half together, I'm not like. Are we trying to make it work? Like long right. distance? That's what I'm <laughs> right. saying. Like, right. like, was it that good? Because sometimes it is that good, right? Like, in the, be- in the dream, it's like, oh, you meet, like you had such a great time. You're like, I'll come visit. Right. right. When well, when I guess that's the the reason to leave the house is that you're hopeful for this, and we have to admit it's a one out of a hundred chance. You're you're yes. going me meeting this person for drinks, which again I want to make sure I I had a great time. It was nice to meet this person, but I was like the 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 next step is it's a lottery win. I, I and as and as you get older, that's you you come to terms with the kind of the numbers there for right. Well, that's why I can understand why people if they go home for the holidays are like I don't really want to go on a date. Like it's the chances of it going anywhere. Are, the chances of it going anywhere on any first date are low. The right. chances of it going anywhere on a date where you're both don't live in that destination and live in distant different destinations is even lower than that. So I can understand why someone would just be like, I'm not going to go on a date with someone who doesn't live in my city, but you do get, it's like the lottery. Like you said, right. Could happen. It could happen. There's a shot in hell. (laughs) (laughs) That should be the, that should be the motto of every first date. There's a shot in hell. Like I, (laughs) it's not impossible. That's you the could thi- be the one. Well, that's the thing. And it's like, you know, I switched my location to Boca and you get asked, are you a visitor? And, you know, we get asked all the time, why would so- why would a guy switch his location? But when a woman does it, it's taken as, ah, she's just seeing what this new group of guys is about. And she's just, she would move. She would do this. You know, I'm seen as kind of a monster, I think, when you see the location. Well, would you move? No, but I, I <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the difference, right? I don't know. Maybe I would. I, I don't know. Should there I, be a rule that if you're not willing to relocate, you should stay off the apps in a city that you're not in. If you're looking to, if you're supposed to trying to be date, date. I think there should be some sort of toggle you can put on your profile that says in town to fuck. Like, just like, let's just admit to it. There like, should be. Right. I think people would appreciate that. In town to fuck. In town to get wild. In town to let, you know, I'm in my, how about, how about like your, your app is a different color if you're in your hoe phase? Like, just let us know. The problem is. Would be, people would love that. Those people would, would never get swipes though. The men wouldn't. The, the women yeah. would. The women yes. would get. But then, the, and then the man would go on dates with them and they'd go, well, I don't know. I kind of like you. I was in my hoe phase until just now. You know how many times I've like dated women who are like, 
Oh, I, I you know, but it, it, you're just not that. You know, it, it, there's a type of guy that they're looking for, and I'm not that type of guy. You're saying they're in their they're in their whole phase, for and then they meet you and they go, like you. "Well, then they go, then they meet me and they go, oh, no, he's a nice guy. Let's just uh, let's just I, I, I whole phase over, down to date. I don't. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't. I guess I think there's very specific instances in which a woman is like totally, and I don't want to. Sp- someone might out there might be like, "That's sexist. That's not true. Women are are interested in just sex too." I think that that is true for a specific subset of the female population in a particular instance. Right. I don't (laughs) think it is usually, and as opposed to men where it's kind of like any man and any man below 26. Right. Whole whole face. Fine. (laughs) But for women, I think it, and again, this is generalization, bear with me. I think it's like right after a breakup, like first For five minutes, first like two months after a breakup, if that post divorce, like right. um, <laughs> I don't know, like that's kind of like it, <laughs> right? I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 I can say that it's like, never like years long. No, it's I, I don't think, and for men, it's like I mean, you ask a man if they're in a relationship, and if they're like not labeled completely they'll just oh i don't know i'm just hanging you know like they can't even answer the fucking question i don't know like i i get it's hard to i don't it's hard because i'll get messages and i i'm a very particular you know example but i think i represent like i'm an easy person to approach with this example so i think it is relatable to a lot of guys where it's like you get the message like let's do drinks and then i'm put in the position of like what the fuck are these drinks for? You know, like, what right. do you, you know, like, I, I'm in Boca and I, and I, and, and again, I just did drinks. I did it. And then there was a moment at the end where I'm like, I did have a moment where I go, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, and I, I'm like, what was to be gained from this? I, you know, I don't know. And what then was you, to be gained was if you had a good enough time that you were like, this feels right. incredible. And again, that's not to say there's anything wrong with the date. I'm sure she was great. If you had it, if there, because in the back of your head, it's like playing the lottery. Right. I know I'm probably not going to win, but like, I'm here. It's it's two dollars. I have nothing right. better to do. <laughs> there's right. a shot in hell. Like right. it'll, ha- I'll have a good time. And if I, you know, if I win, incredible. And if I don't, like, I think it's I one think- night. It's two dollars. I agree, and I think we have a new T-shirt. There's a shot in hell. The UF podcast. There you go. New motto. Um, let's. Uh, I, I. What do we talk? We we have a new one. Uh, we want to try a new segment, right? We're in the new year. We, yes, we want to try a new segment. Um, and the new. Se- why don't you explain it? Because you've done something similar to so, this. So, so I. Think I, it- I. I. Yeah, I did a podcast called uh, Dating Makeover that's ended. It was on. It's on Spotify, and people can look it up. And people basically called in with me and talked with me on the phone about their dating lives. So we want to do kind of a version of that here where people can talk to us live and we can like talk through their scenario and what's going on. Now, what would someone call in about hypothetically? Maybe they got a situation ship. Maybe they've been texting with someone. We want to hear your voice. The noticeable part about the call in is like, 
We can hear the inclinations. We can ask you questions ask on the you spot. Ask questions, yes. Right. So if you would like to talk with us live on the show, live to tape. So we would we you were going to email the show, UUP at Betches.com, title it, call in. And if you want to call in, you have to be able to call in when we tape. So we tape generally Wednesdays around noon Eastern time. So if you can get away from your office or desk to talk with us about your dating life, which you know, for a lot of people working from home, that that is a possibility. I don't think that you know. Take a little a great, lunch break. Yeah, a little lunch break with J and J. So Put in a doctor's note. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had to go see my 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 podcast friends hey, for. Hey, this is a consult. This is a consult. You're this right. This is a consult. Yeah. So you so all you have to do is email uup at betches com. We're gonna screen you to make sure that you're a coherent. Person. Not a lunatic. Yeah, we not a, not a lunatic. Um. And so all you, and then let us know what you're talking about, what you want to talk to us about. Maybe you have screenshots. Maybe there's something you want to go over. Because some people they go, oh, I, I, they think it's going to be different if they talk to us. So maybe it will be. We'll talk to you, and we're going to tape a segment. Exactly. Send over the raw materials. Right. That's exactly. You want you want interpreted. If there's a specific, you know. If there's, we need an outline of the story just to make sure it's not like a boring question. Right. Um, but we'll go, we'll get into the meat of it on the show. So email it in UUP at betches.com, headline it, live call in. Yes. And just, you know, give us your options. We're open to, to all sorts of situations. I think this could be really fun. Absolutely. I mean, like when you hear people's voices, it's just, Everything changes. It's it's a different, you know, so I think we're going to have a fun time with this segment and we want you guys to, I mean, we're always evolving. The UF podcast, five years in the making. We're 2023. How was your New Year's, Jordana? What did you do? It was fun. I went to, I was supposed to go to the Hamptons, as I said, but I didn't Mm. wind up going because the guy who was supposed to host his fiance um, got COVID. So we just went to an apartment gathering in the city. It was very low key. That's kind of like, it's also like I'm of the age. I feel like most pe- like the people who have like, a lot of people have like kids and then they're not like, right. It's apparently it's very hard to get a sitter on New Year's Eve. It's like the well, hardest day to get a sitter, which makes I sense. Kn- <laughs> that makes a lot of sense until it- the minute you said it, I was like, oh yeah. I, I mean, it's hard to get an Uber. It's hard to get a sitter. It's yeah. hard to get any, uh, a reservation, a table at a club, oh, you know, right. anything. What service. a hassle. Right. Yeah. What about you? You were in San Diego. San Diego shows were great. I have to say, let me just say to the listeners, thank you guys. We have such a great group that listens to this show. The amount the of compliments I get from the, from other people. I don't know why they compliment me. I got nothing to fucking do with that. But, you know, you I do now. I'm starting to feel a sense of pride. Like, we are, the way we talk about things on this show, I think, have nuance and context and I think we've created, we've birthed quite a group here because the people that came to the shows in San Diego were great. I'm taping this before going to Houston and Dallas. Those shows are already, you know, Houston sold out. Dallas has already got tons of people coming. Um, and if you're out there, Toronto's already sold out, that which is amazing. Amazing. And I'm coming, uh, just unreal. I'm coming to Europe. Those are going to be posted on the 16th. So in four days, I'll have all those posted. And then uh, Vegas, Perrysburg, Ohio, Vancouver, uh, Irvine, Indianapolis, Oklahoma City. So, jaredfreed.com for tickies. Uh, and also, oversharing, I listened today. Great episode. Oh, yeah? Do you like it? Thank I you. I loved it. I, there was one. I. It is interesting. The, the, I love the triggered 
game. It's they're very fun. The triggered are fun because it's like one person's trigger is like the other person's. You're a lunatic. I there's one <laughs> I, right right there was a there was a there was one trigger that I was yelling while driving here in Boca and I'm going I I wanted to and that's the fun of the podcast like these are these are juicy topics that you guys get into which one was it it was the one where the money from the parents oh yeah what so, did you think should she be triggered yes so her parent, so her her husband, her fiance was gonna buy a house, or they're buying a house. The parents were like, "We're gonna help with the house." Then the fiance found some money for the house, and then they were like, "Well, he's got the money. We don't have to give Great. it to you anymore. Good luck." And and I, I thought the order of events was important. Yes. She was put in a position of embarrassment because the parents were like, "We're giving it," so she went to her husband and was like, "I got it." And now she has to pull it back because now he has this money. Now she's kind of revealing who they really are as people. And right. not that you, but that's kind of the messy part of relationships as they get deeper. And the part that I'm probably bad at is like, you know, like as you get into these serious relationships, you can't just say your parents are fun, cool people. You have to go, no, these are, they're the type of people that offer money and then take it back, you know? So take it back. Right. I think her parents put her in a, bad position the money wasn't as big of an issue to me as the position she was put in agreed that would have been a good one talk about our call-in show to get absolutely the the full details on you know how what was the order how did this go right like what how was the money offered in which way right I, i needed to know how much he knew about this money because and money is just a you know a juicy conversation as far as uh, and I, so I, I, it was, I liked that, but you and your sister just, it's a great show. Everyone should go listen. Thank you guys. You can check it out. Oversharing comes out every Tuesday. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. 
It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down. And you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble. And it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. Let's get into today's show. You ready? Let's do it. All right. I'll read the first one. Should I let my best friend out of the friend zone? Let him out! <laughs> I feel sounds- like we've gotten some iteration of this type of email a sure. lot before. Sure. It sounds like their friend is good. caged. Yes. <laughs> right. Unlock the total. <laughs> let let the friend the out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hey, Jared and Jordan, a longtime listener, first-time writer. I have an amazing guy best friend. We met when we briefly went to the same high school for about two years and have been close ever since. We are 29 now. We have never been romantically involved. We have always had significant others when the other was single or have been living in different states. And because of this, I inadvertently pushed him deep into the friend zone. Recently, we both live in the same state again and are both very single. During this time, we've been casually flirting, going on dates, and spending more time together. He has made it very clear that he wants to pursue things with me and is just waiting for, waiting for me to give him the green light. I've been keeping him at arm's length for one reason and one reason only. I can't imagine having sex with him. While I'm definitely attracted to him, I just can't envision asking my best friend to choke me, pull my hair, or come on my face. Laughing emoji. <laughs> No, I know he's- I'm, starting, I'm starting to understand why she didn't go to mom with this issue. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really see it going there originally, but here we go. Here we are. Right. I, I know he's had less partners than me and they have been more short term and he's less experienced in bed. We've spent so many years being such close friends. We tell each other everything and there are no secrets between us. I trust him implicitly and can see a forever relationship with him. But I'm scared of not being able to ask him for what I want in bed because he's been just a friend for so long. Can you help me determine if this risk is worth the reward? Do I pursue this and risk mediocre sex, which would inevitably end the relationship and our friendship? Do I need to just suck it up and tell him that I want what I want in the bedroom and hope he can keep up? wow she sounds like a wild ride well it's it's a little can uh, you can you keep up uh, oh no missionary with kathy what will i do (laughs) or do i play it safe and just keep him as a friend without ever knowing what kind of relationship we could have thanks so much guys i really need your advice this sounds exciting for this guy i mean good right (laughs) you're gonna be able to handle all this crazy fucking you're gonna get when you walk in to my house (laughs) she it's like she's standing outside of like the sex dungeon you don't walk this way if you can't handle this pussy it's so funny if the roles were reversed i would be like terrified right there's a terrifying nature to this yeah there's right like we i don't know if i want to if i want to mess up our friendship by asking you for to to do all the crazy deranged uh things that i i need in bed right well it is funny the way you hear it and the way i hear it. it and i she sounds demeaning to her friend 
Well, she's like, she's kind of saying she thinks she'll, she kind of is implying, she's not saying it outright. She's saying, I think he might be bad in bed. He doesn't, hasn't had that many partners. They haven't been that long. I'm a lot more sexually experienced and I'm afraid that I'm like, that this is not, he's not going to be as sexually, as into sex as I am. But that is such a miscalculation of how sex works, in my opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. like sex is two people. It's a team activity. This is not yes. one v one. It's you know we're two people working together towards a common goal. Like to me, she well, sounds like the worst person to have sex with because it's she's basically like take my body and do with it what you will. And you're like, and she's like, I can only trust someone who would know what to do with it, and I have no opinion on it. It's like I, this would be kind of an annoying person to have sex with in uh, in right. some respects. Well, this to me almost like kind of what you're saying to me, it almost sounds like she's using like, will the sex be good as a way of like sort of saying something that sounds a little bit more potentially socially acceptable of like, I'm not really sure that I feel a sexual chemistry right with this person, but I want to make it work because we're best friends. He's an amazing guy and I find him objectively attractive. I Yeah, and that's the thing is she can't, complain to the group chat because they would all go you have love waiting for you and that's kind of the way and he's a little annoying he's set it up that way the idea that they're best friends i would kind of push back at the idea that he's like i'll date you tomorrow and you just give me the word (laughs) gross right (laughs) right well that's the thing it's like She's like, there are no secrets between us. I'm like, oh, in a relationship, in the early parts of a relationship, it's not about you knowing every single thing about the person. Like that usually doesn't equal sexy. Kind of the exciting part about an early relationship is that you don't really know Mm. everything about this person that you're like so like high off of like getting to learn more about them. And, right. and, and sexually and, that, and not sexually but that you're exactly right that goes back to the sex conversation where it's like she you should be excited to work on this with him like the idea that like mediocre sex the rest of my life risk mediocre sex like she's implying the rest of her life just living this lifestyle that and it's like wouldn't you speak to him I guess there are secrets between you <laughs> Like Right. And to me, it's like reading between the lines again, if she's saying for the rest of my life, mediocre sex for someone that you weren't like, I've for me personally, like someone that I wasn't like lustful for. That's kind of what that would be to me. If I'm if I'm reading between the lines, I'm I'm hearing I have a best friend who's really amazing. He wants to date me. He's great on paper. He would make a great boyfriend. Um, but I feel like we don't have sexual chemistry. And if I, if I do decide to go down this route because it, he has all the boxes checked, Mm. I'm worried that I'm not going to be sexually that into him. Right. And, and well, she isn't. Cause she's making, she's making, right. She's making it more about the specific acts. Will he be able to come on my face? Like probably if you ask him, I don't think it's like, that's going to be the issue. Can he come? Do you have a face? Yeah, he can do it. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that's not the issue. Like, Oh, well, like, is it possible that he's not going to be like, he won't, he won't be into pulling my hair. Like, I doubt that's going to be a huge issue for him. It sounds like he'll do whatever the fuck she says. He is not her best friend. She might be his best friend, but he is not her best friend. He likes her. 
He said, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, I feel for this guy. I, to me, she's kind of using him. He's kind of using her. I think they're using one another. Like, he kind of gets to be around someone he's attracted to. The will they, won't they, he's still playing out in his mind. She gets attention from a guy. Uh, she gets to know that, like, she won't, she knows she'll never be alone. She knows, you know. His security of knowing he's always there. Always going to be. when she wants it. Right. So she can go on dates and meet new people and kind of live this lifestyle of, like, maybe I'll meet the one, but I got the one back at home that I can work out, you know, and figure out along the way. Just I'll have mediocre sex. It's like, I don't know. It, it, it is. I agree with you that it is. It, it it feels like that it's like there's a something that she's holding on to. Yeah. It, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm saying she wants to be attracted to him. Yes. Sexually. She, she wants would, to. Right. It's just not going to happen. I, I, I tried playing this out and, and here's what I kept thinking of. Like, I do think there's a world where this can happen, but I it's funny that like I read this. I have an amazing best friend. Um, um, I've been keeping him at arm's length for one reason, one only reason only. I can't imagine having sex with him. There are some people, there are some women that like get into these relationships and then they tell this like it's a fun story for the guy to hear. Like if you're going to go through with this, you need to work with him and it's not can he amount to you. Like the, the idea, because I kept thinking of this, like I've been in like, those situations where someone's like, at first I wasn't into it. And then I started noodling on it. And you know what? He's pretty cool to me. And it's like, he wants to be wanted as well. So like, understand that this is not really setting up for a fun story from his end. Yeah. I mean, all of this being said though, too, I kind of think she should sleep with him because they're not friends because they're not they don't friends. have a real friendship. They're not really friends. So I don't think there's that much to risk. It's like right. if you don't have sex with him and you know that this guy who's your friend is down to like be your boyfriend, that's not your friend. It's not a friendship if one person wants to have sex with the other person. Doesn't mean both people both people it doesn't it doesn't take two <laughs> right. people to, to make, make that a not a friendship. Yeah. Right, you're right. Just one person wants to have sex with the other person. That makes it not a friendship. So I don't right. really think that you're risking anything. Uh, you could have sex if you're if you're curious and you always kind of wonder, I think she could, and then deal with whatever the fallout is because of the, because if you have sex or you don't have sex, it's still not a real friendship. You act like a different person when you want to have sex with someone. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You act like a different especially in per- the beginning when you haven't had sex with someone and you yes. want to have sex with them. You yes. are a different person than post having sex with them person. Also, post relationship person. You are. You couldn't be more right. So this isn't a friendship. I think also she needs to, you know, if she does have sex with him, own the role of more experienced sexual partner. Like, if you are so close and there are no secrets, hey, wouldn't he, wouldn't you two have the best connection ever to be able to have honest conversations? Yeah. And if you can't trust each other. Right. And if you can't have those conversations, it ain't ever going to happen. Right. And that's, again, don't beat yourself up. Sometimes right. you just don't have a sexual chemistry with someone, and you really wish you did. Women have this more than men. Men, mm-hmm. this isn't, I've never heard this issue with a man who's like, right. I just wish that we could, like, that I could be attracted. Men don't say that. <laughs> right. 
You don't hear it much. No, it, and, yes. and it's this and it and it's this thing of I, I think also you don't want to be the one turning away love. All your friends are single or they're married. You you know, when you're single in the in the female world, I think you're considered like you're hungry. And right. you so and you want to complain. Everyone loves complaining. You want to be the person that's like, oh, dating's so tough. You don't want to be that person that someone goes, Well, dating's not tough for you. You have that guy right there to eat. And it's like right. No, but I don't like that. You know, it's that one, one doesn't yeah. take I want a different one. You know, like you you yeah. sound like you're you're not appreciative and that's not this person's that's not really fair. Right. And I actually think in the very beginning of dating, I don't think this is as true once you are already dating for a bit, but in the very beginning of dating, being physically sexually attracted to someone and being excited to have sex with them is a huge piece of the pie. It's it's a big it gets piece. lower as the relationship goes on, but in the beginning, you've got to have that. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Let's do some awkward sex, speaking of sex. 
ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending these in. I like this one. You ready? Yes. I've been listening to you both since the very beginning of the pod. You've helped me make light of so many dating disappointments. I am now thrilled to be getting married in March. Ooh. Congratulations. We did it. We did it. We did <laughs> High it. five. We did it. It's all us. Added to our success rate. <laughs> this story is from a few years back. My hot water tank stored in the corner of my closet was leaking in the apartment below me. So my landlord called a plumber to come by. Before he came, I emptied out my whole closet so he could work. The tank got replaced, and about three weeks later, I finally stepped. I finally started to pick up and pick up and put stuff back in the closet. Fellow disgusting here. Okay, good to know. Um, When I walked over to the closet, there was a single sack lying on the ground, which was weird. I clearly remembered removing everything. I figured it had just been jammed behind the heater or something. I pick it up, and much to my horror, the sock contained a fleshlight. I had no idea whose fleshlight this was, but it had clearly been jammed back in there for a while as the sock and the vagina part, which was facing out of the (laughs) hole of the sock, were covered in dust. (laughs) Keep in mind that it had been three plus years since I had been in a serious relationship. I suppose it could have belonged to my ex, as I can't see a casual hookup BYO their fleshlight for the night. But it's also impossible it belonged to my landlord's son, who lived in the apartment before me. Either way, I had come to the horrible realization that I had been living in my apartment for five plus years with a mystery pocket pussy in my closet the whole time. The worst slash best part of all of this is the plumber was a very sweet older gentleman who I had been chatting with about his granddaughter's college application. She wanted to... <laughs> She wanted to go to my alma mater and major in the same sort of thing I did. So I agreed to talk to her on the phones, which I did later that week. I cringe picturing him finding this behind the hot water tank and delicately placing it back on the floor, but not saying anything to me as not to embarrass me. What a gentleman. Anyways, please enjoy the attached clip of a video I sent in horror to my friend in the moment. Thanks for all you do and much love. Do we have the video? Should we play the clip? Have you have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay, I, I am an old woman. I couldn't figure this out. So here's a sock, presently in my recycling bin. Oh, she's and touching here's it. What was oh, inside this? Oh, it's so disgusting. This is yes, disgusting. That is someone's. Oh my god! Flashlight. It looks like someone cut a vagina okay, out of a human. Um, looks like a hamburger. In my closet. It does look very hamburgerish. For God knows how many years. Yeah. The sock is so um, dirty. The woman is, who lived here before me. It's also huge. Um, it's a huge another sock. Another woman lived here before that. Maybe a man, one of their boyfriends. I don't know, but there is a fucking vagina sitting in my closet the, the entire time I've lived yeah. here. I've lived here for like five years. Um, we'll have to play. We'll have to put this on the Instagram at you dot up dot podcast I mean, on Instagram. Trigger warning: It is jarring, and, and it's not that I, it's like the, the vagina, the look of the vagina that's jarring. It's just that it's detached from a body. It's just it looks, yeah, it looks like it's from like a crime scene. Truly, or truly, the sock right? is so dirty too. Like, couldn't they have gotten and huge? Them? It's a huge fucking sock. <laughs> it's crazy. I I. I don't know that I would immediately know what that was. 
I would. Know. Would you? I yeah. You would I, I, I mean, I <laughs> would. Know. Have I, I, I let me go get the one out of my boca. My boca one uh. is right behind me. <laughs> um, I've never had a fleshlight. Um, I think I was sent something of the nature by maybe someone that was like sponsoring once. It and never those, really was my bag. Babe, yeah. For those at home, a flashlight is basically just something that you have sex with as a man. Right. I mean, the comparable right. is a is a is is a vibrator. Dildo. Let's let's not get like it, it, Mike Cannon, the comedian, has a great joke about a flashlight and how judgmental people like women seem to get of the flashlight of men when you got Mike Cannon's very funny, but he talks about like it, it's so funny the difference of like. If I find a vibrator, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm like anti-feminist. You know, like. Yeah. I think it's because it's <clears throat> so flesh-colored, too. I don't know. It right. just seems disgusting. I it, it, it I don't know what it is that's so disturbing about it. I Yeah, I don't know what I'm allowed to say because I did. It is jarring, but it is very much looking like a vagina. Do a lot of men have these? No. I Or they're not talking about it. I, I don't think so. Well, it's also like, is it a new, it must be a not a new thing because this is five years ago. The fleshlight's been around a good, uh, now it's weird. Time is weird to me now. The pandemic, I think, you know, like, like I think of someone, someone needed that fleshlight to get through the pandemic. Right. That was someone's (laughs) girlfriend. (laughs) I love this. The, you know, the, the part that I didn't expect to love so much is the plumber, the old gentleman plumber. Oh yeah, that was sweet. It is it's like sweet a movie. I was over, I was over at this young lady's place, and I found one of her her vaginas in the closet. These new <laughs> must be one of these new lesbians we have out there, just playing with her pocket pussy in a uh. sock. Oh, good for her! Like I'm imagining him being so pleasant about it. And southern. I yeah, guess. I don't know why I I went southern with my old. You man. went southern, appreciated. <laughs> Yeah, just so the the word gentleman rings southern to me. That's that's fair. Southern gentleman. That does <laughs> right. that does uh that does uh work for this. Um red flag yeah. or deal breaker, you're, you're at a guy's place and you find a fleshlight. You see a fleshlight. But it's not in a dirty sock. It's actually kept Right. You know, this is it's funny cuz you're I think you're so right about the double standard because I think it would be crazy for a man to see a vibrator and be like deal breaker. Right. But I actually think I would be really turned off by it. Something about it. It just looks like, again, like it looks like something that's like sinister to me a little bit. And I don't want to be like sex negative or anything. Right. But there's something a little disturbing about it. Here's, I would here's, at least be a red flag, potentially a deal breaker. Well, I guess it, the, there's a few things that I'll give empathy to for people who are disgusted by men with fleshlights. One, the imagery of a man just fucking a fleshlight just it's ain't a good look. Not a, not a, not a, I can understand that. These are all points I'm willing to, uh, you know, accept. The idea that I, I think the idea of getting a man off is easier you know, is more right. of a of a a, a a button press than seems maybe like he for could some... he could do it in a simpler way. 
Yeah, he doesn't getting an offer a man maybe isn't a process. We don't have to light a candle. You you don't hear about a man being like I have to just get to the right place mentally. You you know <laughs> we're like like if if I needed to I could pop one off in an alley while you know some you know cat is crawling across my neck. Like I so the idea of like treating yourself to a flashlight. You know, you can't, it's understandable that it's not as understandable. I could, you know, like right. for well, when I hear a woman has a vibrator, I go, listen, you know, the, some people like penetration. Some people like, you know, touching, you know, their nipple. There's all these different brands of coming for women that for men, it's just purely mechanical. Right. So I understand I guess, it. I guess in that vein, it might to me indicate like a, like a, an over preoccupation with sex, which I guess maybe men wouldn't worry about as much for women. Right. I, I, I'm trying to think of like what the non-sexual version of this is. Because Let's say, right. Let's say for you went to a woman's apartment and instead of you saw three books on f- dating and finding a man and getting married <laughs> and um, a board of engagement ring inspiration, like a, a physical board with, with rings taped to it. I guess it would depend on the age. I, I right, like if I, I, I guess if they were twenty two, I'd be like, uh, get me the fuck out of here. If they were thirty three, I would understand that you know maybe this is on their mind, and that's a lot of societal shit. You know, like I, right. I kind of get why they would have the books. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, that's good. I, I try, it's that's I, fair. <laughs> there's, I, I'm trying to think if there's another version of this that I would see. And well, I guess if there if I walked in and saw that their dildo was eight feet long, I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, I don't know if I got. Well, I'd be like, listen, we're going to have to figure this one out. I don't don't know. I I don't got eight feet to give. I got to get more rope. Yeah, that would be intimidating. It's a little I, I guess so. But I I also like. The vibrator doesn't intimidate me. To me, that could be like a fun, you know, accoutrement to a sexual experience. Well, again, I think that's given the fact that it's like notoriously just more difficult for a woman to orgasm than a man. That is the public, you know, the story. What would you call this one? Um, I didn't have any great names. I like Maddie had um, Plumber's Crack, Sex Toy Skeletons Mm. in the Closet. (laughs) Long Lost Labia is my favorite. Uh, Long Lost Labia is very good. I had the Dusty Daffodil. Like that. (laughs) That Like that. Long Lost Labia might be the winner. That is the winner. That is the winner. How does she do it? uh, Maddie killing it already in 2023. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable, and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. 
Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. You ready to yes. do another email? I'm ready. All right, I'll, I'll give this one a read. Hi, J&J. Day one listener here. First time emailer. Feather, feather. My question today is about a trend I've experienced in my dating life recently that I'm curious your opinions on. I'm a 28-year-old guy and have started taking dating much more seriously over the past few months. I'm well over my fuckboy stage in life and I'm looking for something real. Since I have been going out again, though, I've been running into a new issue that is starting to become a common occurrence for me. After nearly all of the first dates I've gone on, I've received a text the next day saying something along the lines of, you're so sweet, great, nice, etc., but I don't feel a romantic connection. My girlfriends have told me I have a golden retriever personality, and since I'm so nice and approachable, I give off very strong friend vibes. And while I acknowledge there is some truth behind that, it definitely is, it is definitely not the full me. I've never had this issue with women in the past when I was dating casually in my earlier casually in my earlier twenties, but now that I'm actually trying to take dating seriously, it is happening left and right. For some context, the women I've been going out with are all within a year or two of my age range and also looking for something long-term according to Hinge. (laughs) (laughs) I've also been putting a lot more effort into the dates themselves. For example, planning out more thoughtful ideas, fancier bars, activities, trendy restaurants, and trying to engage in deeper conversations as well. Well, I feel like these are the, all the right things to do in theory. It also seems like maybe they're having an adverse effect on my success. I'm not really sure how to exude sexual or romantic interest on a first date while still showing that I'm taking it seriously and being respectful. I obviously don't want to give off the impression that I'm just here. To, I'm just there to fuck, but clearly I need to be doing more than whatever I'm currently doing. I've tried a hand on the knee or small of the back where there is a chance, but as Jared says, sometimes the dance just doesn't go that way. That's my line. Is that your line? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I've heard that one before. Maybe it's like a J-Train J line. No, I um, it, it was new to me, So, but I'll take it. I don't even fully understand what that means, but okay. I, I, yeah, I don't even. So, no, I know what he's saying. He's just saying sometimes yeah. you, 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 things just don't work out in the way that yeah. you, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the dates I've been on are across the table, for example, which makes physical touch a lot harder. What is your advice for how to establish romantic chemistry on a first date? Is romantic the same as sexual? How can I showcase that I'm not just a nice guy, but also a romantic one? Lastly, is it possible to recover from the no romantic connection text? Or is the door closed for good once you are placed in the unfuckable bucket? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for everything you guys do and appreciate all of your help over the years. Much love. Jordana, what do you think? It's funny. I, the guys, this guy thinks his issue is that he needs to be more romantic. I don't think that's his issue at all. I think his issue is that he's almost trying too hard to be romantic. I couldn't agree more. When he wrote about the fancier plans and the fancier bars and the dates, I know exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, it, it comes down to like people, especially that first couple dates, you just want it to like be a casual, like, I think like, this happens a lot. You don't want to feel like you've racked up a tab with someone. Right. And, Almost like you're like owing someone something. Right. And and when someone is coming in hard and fast with 
okay, so, you know, and this could be male, female. I don't think this is really gendered. Like, I think it's like, and this weekend, we're going to go to this activity, and I got the friends coming, and you go, oh, I've racked up a tab with this person. This person is farther ahead than I could ever get to be. And I think that's what he, immediately, without ever meeting, they've built me up into a point where I don't think I could ever get there because... And and it's not attractive to me because we're not like at the same level. Yeah, I think that second part that you said is almost the complete key. Is like right. the again, I and it springs. It's funny. This episode seems to be about this kind of entirely. Like if you bring it back to the first email with the friend, right. where it's like I'm here whenever you say go. Like <laughs> you, when when you say jump, just I'll, like I'll say how high. Like yeah. that's not really hot. No. It's like. A little bit of like we're getting to know each other, but we're take we're like casually getting to know each other. It feels much more high stakes when I think there's I think he needs to be almost less romantic immediately. And I don't want I don't want to say like that he's you know, he shouldn't be doing certain things, but it's almost like No, don't I, I you're you're not saying to be a dick. This isn't right. nice guys finish last. Yeah, That's not what I'm we're not saying. saying being an asshole. Right. Sure. But I'm saying being an appropriate level to match the date that you were on. Well, I can tell he says, I mean, there's a part in his email that tells the whole story. What's your advice to have? How can I showcase that I'm not just a nice guy, but also lastly, is it possible to recover from the no romantic connection text? So that means someone he took someone out and they're like, hey, I don't have a romantic connection. And he's like, how do I get this person back? Like. At that point, you have built these people up to something they are not to you because you've made maybe said, well, they fit this box and this box and this box. So I got to make this happen. And nobody wants to be someone else's high stakes. Yeah, I agree. And I have to say something about like a nice restaurant for a nice dinner or something like that. That is hot when someone's like on a second date, if you had a great first date and the mm. second date, the person's like, I booked this really amazing place that clearly takes like an effort and thought to do into that for a second date. That's like exciting and fun. If someone does it for the first date, it feels a little um, off-putting. It's, first it's, date, you want it to be low, not low effort, like no effort, but like an effort that is corroborating the level that you were at, which is that you do not know it. You're meeting, he's meeting right. them off of hinge. He's never met them before. Right. Right. Thoughtful is more, is hotter than expensive. Like, yes. So like the idea, like if he, if I'm this guy, Hey, great to meet you. We should do drinks. Here's my number. You get each other's number. And then you, it is hotter to go. What part of town are you in? And then I'll make yes. a plan and let's go get drinks. And like, you know, the, it's like the difference between like, hey, let's go get some, you know, let's get some drinks. I got a great place near uh, that's actually in, in your section of town. It's called this eight o'clock. How does that sound? That's different right. than wait till I show you my New York City. And it's like, that's a little bit of a performance. And I think right. what these people are kind of sniffing that you may not think that they're sniffing is that you're putting on airs. You're trying to like be something that you might not be. Yeah. And you're putting in, again, it's like you're trying too hard. And I think right. that's a thing with the early dating. It's like you wouldn't show up in a suit in like a, in a tux rather 
to like a, a first date that would, you would be like, Oh, this is like, this is weird. Or even like you wouldn't, if you, if a girl showed up in like a, in like a really fancy dress, you'd be like, this is a casual thing. It doesn't, I want to, I want it to feel like we're on the same page of both not knowing each other, both putting in the required level for this stage of the relationship, which is like not trying that hard just yet. Yeah. You, you want to feel even. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and I, there was one time I took, uh, someone to, I asked my friends for like a place suggestion, like a dinner place suggestion. I don't know if I told this on the podcast. I think I vaguely remember that. It's the finished the story. Maybe. And so I went and, uh, took this girl to this place and the place was like, so fucking expensive like it was like and it was like we were sitting at a table that like you felt like you were on a cruise ship like you were like two tables away from the next table they like you couldn't like i was like are there shared plates and like they were like no like we and i i saw the menu when i they were like i i there was like a pretzel on the menu and the pretzel was like (laughs) we'll do a pretzel well, I was like, oh, that's the ca- most casual thing you get. And they were individual pretzels that came with like a smear of butter that was like done artfully on the thing. And I remember calling, what's that? This was like, not it's a Thursday, but I, it was like, I didn't, this, I was, I was embarrassed. Like, I felt like I looked like such a loser and not, they didn't that's look at me as a loser, but I felt like I was like, you know, fucking nerd Mc, Mc, McGruff, you know, like I was like nerd McKenzie. I had a very... I had a very similar situation. I was dating Mike for about a month and it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured like we had been on like six or something dates by then. I figured like I'll plan the date for his birthday. So I'm like, all right, let's go bowl. Like I'll, I'll plan like a bowling date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I accidentally, I called the place and I tried to like reserve a lane there and they've somehow convinced me to like, I don't know. I thought it was casual. And then we show up and they're like, they're leading us to land. They're like, oh, this is where like the special private area where like Kylie Jenner comes to like had come to bowl (laughs) and it comes with like unlimited drinks and this whole like, like basket of assorted like foods. And I was just like, oh, this is like too much. This is, this is like a weird look for me. It looks like I put too much effort into this birthday (laughs) bowling date, which was supposed to be like, a what like a one month in like low fun key, sort of thought sort of thoughtful thing but not right. like too much i t- i totally understand and it, it's and it's you feel weird you're like embarrassed right and it's like you shouldn't be and i'm sure you know mike doesn't wasn't uh you know like what the fuck is wrong with this chick you know, like, <laughs> but like you it's more for like the person that's what right i i mean i called my friends i was like why did you send me that restaurant they're like it's one of the best places and i was like that wasn't like a date spot. And they were like, I was like, I got the pretzel. It was like six inches big. They were like, what'd you think? <laughs> they were like, what'd you think? The pretzel was going to come on a big hook? Like you were at fucking Dave and Buster's? And I was like, yeah, actually well, I did. Here's the thing. That's a great fourth date spot. Right. Different. That's like, okay, it's going well. Like I'm like, you know, we're, I'm upping the ante. Like you don't want right. to do an upping of the ante immediately before you even know if the person is worth before you know you have a good hand, that. you know, like yeah. if you want to stay in gambling terms, you got to know you got a good hand and someone wants to feel like they've been assessed as a good hand. No one wants to feel like you're trying to like fool them. Right. Exactly. Take her to some shitty bar <laughs> <laughs> with cheap Start drinks. Tr- right. Let her know how much she means to you. Sh- show these women <laughs> who's boss. 
<laughs> let's, I, let's. I I'm interested to see if that if that helps uh, try things, and maybe like maybe you're bringing a little bit more of the, your, this thing is getting in your head too, and you're bringing a more like again in his mind he's like oh I need to go more romantic clearly right. like. And, and I think also, maybe that's a way to re- misinterpret the friend zone thing of like, oh, I guess I wasn't being romantic enough when actually it's like kind of the opposite of what you would initially with common sense would be, which is go less romantic. Also, like be able to travel. I think that was like what I talked about in the beginning with like the date I went on, like the fact that we couldn't like really get to know, you know, you can get to know each other on a date so much, but it can be interview like. The minute you don't get to go, well, hey, there's a place down the street. Do you want to get a slice of pizza? You need the ability for deviation. Spontaneity. Yeah. Well, you ready to play some games? Let's do it. Let's do it. Red flag deal breaker. Hey, J&J. I became a devoted listener during COVID, have been to two NYC live shows, first time writing in. Thank you. I have a red flag or deal breaker for you. I'm a 34-year-old woman, and a few months ago, I went on several dates with a 42-year-old man. He was attractive. We had a great time on a few dates. He still hadn't kissed me after four dates, which I thought was a little weird, but that's not the red flag or deal breaker. He was particular about his hair and had it gelled back into a swoop. And kept touching it to make sure it was in place on the dates. On the fourth date, I made a joke about whether it took him a long time to get ready because of his hair. And he said it takes, he takes 30-minute showers. I was like, 30 minutes? I said, I take five to 10-minute showers. Although, that's only if I'm not washing my hair. And said that I don't wash my hair every time I shower. He said, oh, I wash my hair every time I shower, but I only shower twice a week. I almost fell out of my chair twice a week. When I asked for clarification, he doubled down, telling me that it's bad for you to shower more than twice a week. It's bad for your skin. It's bad for your immune system. We need to get exposed to germs, et cetera, et cetera. I couldn't get past it and kept asking more questions. What about after you work out? He's a runner. He even said, I bet your parents didn't give you a bath every day when you were a kid. Um, I'm pretty sure they did, she writes. The reveal, the real deal breaker for me was when he jokingly said, I bet a smaller, I, uh, when he jokingly said, I bet I smell better than you do. Was that supposed to be flirty? He said it two more times after that. After the date, I did realize that I had smelled an odor from him on the first date and thought it was just cologne or his natural scent that I didn't find attractive. But now I think it was because he maybe hadn't showered that day. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, even agreed to a fifth date, but canceled it a few days later, citing no chemistry. But really, I just couldn't get past the idea of sleeping with someone who maybe hadn't showered that day. Or in three days. Surely showering regularly has to be the bare minimum. The bar is already so low. What do you guys think? Red flag or deal breaker? He only showers twice a week. Sincerely, since you've been gone. I like that sign-off. That's a good sign-off. I think this depends on a... I think the more annoying thing is that he's so intense about about right. it rather a, than the fact that he does it. Yeah, it's a little doth protest too much. To me, I think this has to do with him losing his hair if I'm to really go down. He doesn't want to wash it because he's afraid it's going to... Maybe every time he it washes it, he sees out. hair in the drain and he's like, it's just his manhood running away from him. The fact that he gels it and swoops it and then is very 
like all these other explanation of germs, they all just sound like someone who doesn't want to say what's really the problem. Right. That's an interesting um, idea. If that's true, then yeah, that's that's a that's weird. Right. Uh, I don't think. I think honestly, I think if someone showered every other day and they weren't working out on the days they didn't shower, I wouldn't be like that turned off by that. Real, you don't well, really need to shower every day unless you're sweating a lot. Well, it's funny to me that this is something men deal with mo- way more than women. Most men shower every day. Yeah. And a lot of women will be like, oh, no, I haven't washed my hair in six weeks. It's okay. Like, you hear that a lot. <laughs> Washing your hair is different than showering. Well, to not to me. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I, like, when I hear I don't wash my hair, I don't even know what that means. I'm just left to think, like, are you just, it's just not getting body. washed? You're just washing your body. To body me, that's shower. even weirder. Like I like if I went in the shower and didn't wash my hair along with like sometimes I'll get out of the shower and I'll have some soap on me still. Okay. And I'll get back. I'll have dry. You know, I'll, I'll like I, I, how did get I not get into- and I get back in and don't do my hair and I'm like I'll just do my hair again. Like I don't even <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's a, it, it, that's just me. But I'm saying I never well understood this idea of like uh, that we're just all supposed to be on but i don't care but i'm like it's not it's something well, i can explain hear. why women don't wash their hair that much why it's that? because for you to do your hair is very easy you probably don't even oh, really oh i it. make it look easy huh <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying if you're a, if you're a woman and you need to do your hair like you need to blow dry it right that's like a whole process which is kind of a pain in the ass so if it you kind of only wash your hair for as long as your hair looks good without being washed before it looks like greasy mm. so i know the the hair washing thing makes total sense to me i to back to this guy i think if it was actually two days a week and he wasn't I, that wouldn't be an issue. It's the fact that he's kind of so annoying about it, which would make right. be the big turn off. I mean, he's definitely self-conscious about something. I'm not sure about his hair loss situation, but it feels like he has created, it feels like he had heard an old wives tale about losing your hair from shampooing and then yeah. covered it up with more old wives tales about germs. And here's the thing. If he had said, if I was dating the same guy and he had said, and I was kind of like making fun of the hair of, of I said something about like, that and then he's like oh yeah like i actually like have this like thick i heard this weird i heard i read this thing once about like how if you wash your hair it makes your hair less likely to fall out and like i don't really know if it's true but i kind of i kind of do it and i kind of right. hope for the best i would be like that's kind of cute yeah like, like ta- show some vulnerability take the right. loss a little bit yeah that would be like kind of adorable that he, even if i thought it was like kind of absurd and he if he acknowledged that it was like kind of weird um and said the truth about it, mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's kind of cute. I don't, I don't really care that you showered twice. I mean, twice a week's a little, maybe like three times I'd be a little more comfy with. What if, but- what if he, what if he didn't wash his hair? Like I, so there was a point in my life where I was like, no shampoo. I'll just make it wet. Um, cause I had heard that it like makes your hair look better. You hear a lot of hair things. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> red flag or deal breaker showers every day, but not his hair once a week. He's like, no issue with that. No issue. I That's wash different. my hair. If I can get away with, I wash my hair as few times as I can get away with. Right. This is, so I, I, I'm in, I'm, I'm in on that. Right. I don't, I don't we spend mind. less money as a household on shampoo, I guess. <laughs> That's where we're cutting our costs. Um, yeah. for me, I guess this, I, I, 
I don't really. I guess I'm, it's not a deal breaker for me. It's a, it's not even a red flag for me. I, I it, it is. What if she explains it like that though? That's kind of annoying. No. It, no. If she explains it like that, if she's like, no, the jerk. I don't like when anyone does the thing. I probably smell better than you. Like, <laughs> it's like okay. Right. Like you're a little too defensive on this one. Yeah. Like, if she got very oh. defensive and was like, and here's what I don't like. I don't like when someone. Uh, what he did was make it about other things. No, right. get away from germs and don't make it about my parents bathing me. Like, <laughs> like let's talk about you and your right. fucking... How did we get here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do another. All right. You want to read it? Okay. Oh, I'll read it. Oh, you read the last one. I'll read it. Okay. Hey, Jordana and Jared, thank you for keeping me laughing out loud in my walk to work in the mornings when I crack up at you two. I fear I'm the most unhinged looking person on 8th Avenue, and that's saying something. I love to hear that. That's our Favorite goal. Compliment. Red flag or rigor for you. I've been consistently seeing a man who goes by his middle name. Seems normal on the surface, but everyone else in his life refers to him by his first name or a nickname of his first name. His family, his colleagues, his friends, everyone. He used his middle name on Hinge because he says he just prefers it, but I'm the only person I know in his life who calls him that and even refers to himself by his first name to me when he tells me stories about conversations that happen between him and others. I've joked to him that I'm jealous that they've earned the right to use his first name. I've been, I've been treating this like a non-issue, but the few times I've brought it up to my friends, the reactions have made me wonder if it's a red flag. I'm not sure if he's intending for everyone he meets in his life from now on to use his middle name, or if this is just a me slash other people he dates thing. And if it is just for dating, that's weird, right? Thanks in advance for all the hot takes. Call me by your names. <laughs> Sign offs today. This is a bizarre one, and it screams cheater, but then she says she's meeting his friends and family. Like, using yeah. a new name on the dating app, that just screams I have a family in the suburb outside of the city. <laughs> right? Right, so you don't, like, mention him to someone, and they're like, oh, that guy has a wife and kids. Right. Um, <laughs> but if she's meeting the friends and family, uh, maybe that's different. My other thought was, like, Sometimes I feel like when guys go through a breakup and they're or anyone goes through a breakup and then they're like dating again, they're kind of like, I've always preferred to go by this name. Like maybe I'm going to like try it out in what? this new relationship. <laughs> like, okay. Well, not, I thought you were going to say like, maybe the ex will see me. I, I no. didn't. Okay. Like, okay. Like, so Mike, I think growing up was more known. I mean, his friends use his last name, but a lot of other people would call him Michael. Mm. And then I think he like always kind of wanted to be a Mike, but never really like got into it. And when he started dating me, he was like Mike, but a lot of his, a lot of other people that I knew who knew him referred to him as Michael. Right. Well, I don't, it's a little bit different. It's not that it's the same name, but I thought maybe it could have something to do with that. Well, I, I, it does have something to do with that. I, I, I had a similar thought because you're like, okay, he wants to leave another part of his life behind. What is that life that he's looking to leave behind? Like, right. what does he want to change? Was this a New Year's resolution? It's we it's just weird that she's the only one. Like, my brother did the same thing. My brother went to college and his name is Harry. And all of a sudden we go to the, like the visiting weekend. I went with my parents, and all these people were like, Harrison, Harrison, Harrison. And my I, my dad and I remember we were all like, "Who the fuck is Harrison?" Like we were like, we had no I get idea. that. I did the same. I did the same thing. In college I, too. You did too. 
I my friends in high school used to call me Jordy. 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 J-O-R-D-Y. Jordy. Yeah. I was always Jordy to my friends. I got to college. I was like, I don't really like that. I think it sounds a little stupid. Wow. I'm, gonna, I'm now Jordana. And so is there a divide? Do the high school friends still call? I've heard people call you Jordy. Yeah. Your sister. Well, yeah. That's, you know, that's been growing up, growing right. up with, with them. I think I was like, it was like, for me, it was like a kid. It was like a child, more like childish name. I wanted to have like a more adult name. I, well, that, I think that was what my brother was yeah. thinking. And Same I actually, there, probably, and yeah. I said to my brother, this is a mistake. I said, <laughs> I go, you're this making is a mistake. This is a mistake. I go, you, um, I go, nobody, I go, I, I remember I was like in the working world. And I'm Jared, and my name doesn't scream at people. Jared just is Jared. And it also yeah. gets messed up all the time. I'd say, I'm Jared. People don't hear Jared. Jerry, you know, and I said to him, I go, you're going to get in the working world. Nobody forgets a young Harry. It's an old man's name on a young person. You should go. I go, Harrison, forgettable. Harry, never forgotten. I go stick out Harry and he went and I think he I, I think I got through to him. He I listened? think it, well, I think he's had what, what is his uh what is his girlfriend call him? Um <laughs> You're like I've never listened. I don't know. <laughs> Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she's great. Uh, I don't I think they have their own they're big babe couple which I have oh, other babe, opinions okay. on. I I, <laughs> I I I I tried talking them out of that one. They didn't listen to me as much. Uh, they're too in love for, too, for your cynicism yeah right I, the, the, shut up jared you know <laughs> angry jared yeah. so my thought was maybe it is something like that it does I, it depends it, it depends on what the first name is well would, would is there a thought when you hear like i'm going by my middle name now is there a thought that this person isn't ready to date for real because they don't like who they were before like like Maybe I was going through a transitionary period. You're going through something, you know, something is wrong in your life to go from your first name to your middle name. Right. I would ask them. I think that's kind of what's missing from this, this uh, submission. Right. It's like, if I would be, if I was dating someone and everyone else called them a different name than the name they introduced themselves to me as, I would be like, Hey, right. Why are you going by this name? Like everyone else seems to call you that. Like why, why did you? Why aren't you using the name that everyone else calls you? The joke That's she very, made was great. It's a very right? fair question. It's a fair question, and the joke she made was great when she was like, I, "I've joked him, telling him that I'm jealous they've earned the right to use his first name." That is her saying, "I would like to use your first name." What the fuck is going on here? Right. So it is a thing. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd want. It's weird. I'd want. It's weird. I'd want more answers. I'd have to and, ask them. Yeah. Yeah, let's do one more. You ready? I'm ready. J&J, red flag or deal breaker. He contributes nothing to first date plans. I give three venue suggestions in different areas, and he responds, I'm up for any. <laughs> <laughs> I also mention it may rain, and he says, want to see how the weather looks? None of the places I suggested are outside. Does he want to cancel if it rains? We live in different areas of the city, so at least one of us will have to travel a bit. For me, it's just a red flag at this point. But if he can't ever make a choice, that would be a deal breaker. Thanks. Well, what would he make a choice on if not this? 
Right. That seems like, are there are these two different red flag or deal breakers? One of them is like, what if it rains? Well, like, I don't he understand. He, none of the places that you, uh, I'm, I give three venue suggestions. I'm up for any. So he says nothing. I also mentioned it may rain. He says, want to, I guess, want to wait to see how the weather looks to have, oh, to, to see if we'll go out. Oh, okay. Oh, I, oh I mean, to, to pick me, the place. Yeah. Yeah. To to pick the place or to go out, to me, that seems like he's set. Yeah. He's setting himself up to cancel potentially. He's right. laying the groundwork. Right. Um, to me, the whole thing screams, I'm not that interested in this date. I agree. I don't care where we go. If it rains, let's see how we feel. Like, right, right. <laughs> seems like very lukewarm on the date in general. It would be a red flag to me. I, I, I need something. Just give me something. I hate, you know, like, hey, what part, you know, if if you ask a question, you give no answer. Like, it just gets to the point of, like, am I speaking to myself? Am I right. doing this all? Am I a single father? Like, am I the only one working in this relationship? I don't know. You can be too agreeable. I do believe that. Right. I like a little pain in the ass. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. She doesn't have to be, like, rejecting every, or he doesn't have to be, like, rejecting every spot. But he could well, be, like... Oh no! That oh, I've been there. That I don't like that place. Let's go. Like, what do you think? About, I, let's let's definitely try whatever. Right, someone with like an opinion. I want collaboration. Nice. I like yeah. I like an opinion. Yeah. Well, we did it. We solved dating again, Jordana. Another week, another problem solved. Um, and that's it. Well, we're gonna be back on Sunday with the Sunday special. Very proud of us. We'll be back on Sunday. Happy New Year. See you on Sunday. Bye. The You Up podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Maddie Paul, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Maddie Paul. Be sure to follow at you.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.